When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the In the Mood for Fantasy Football podcast, a pro football network show that keeps you up to date on the current NFL news and how to adjust your lineups on a weekly basis with start, set, waiver wire, and draft advice. I'm Eric Moody. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric N. Moody. And my co-host is Tommy Garrett, who you can follow at Tommy Garrett PFN. We have a great show planned for you. You know, Tommy and I want to provide you with recommendations of quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends to start or sit as we quickly approach Sunday's Week 2 slate of games. But before we do, let me tell you about Monkey Knife Fight. So new users receive a free $5 NFL player prop contest and a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code PFN. So Tommy, start, sit, Week 2. Yep. Let's get the party started at the quarterback position. Who's your recommendation for this week? A big one for me is going to be Baker Mayfield. Um, we kind of saw what he did last week. And if you just looked at the just straight fantasy points, he only had like 13.6. He was QB 25. It wasn't a great game. But if you dig a little deeper, he was 75% completion percentage, 321 yards. He was actually tied with Matthew Stafford for number eight on the week. And he did all of that without Odo Beckham Jr., who we already know is out for this week as well. The Browns just hung 29 points on the Kansas City Chiefs, and this week they take on, let me think, oh yeah, the Houston Texans. This is the same Houston Texans defense that was ranked 27th in fantasy points allowed to the quarterback last season and just allowed Trevor Lawrence in his very first NFL game to throw for 332 yards and three touchdowns. I, I love Baker Mayfield this week. I mean, the Browns, they're going to have, they're absolutely going to smash this week. It's, it's, it's moved off the long and now we're playing matchups so we kind of mm-hmm. all know the teams we're going to be targeting one mm-hmm. of those teams is going to be Houston Texans so absolutely Baker Mayfield for me he's a start for me this week yeah for me I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford now I know he didn't have the debut that uh, fantasy managers were expecting I believe that'll change against a Colts defense this week that to me just looked really really vulnerable uh, last week so one thing with Stafford what I'd like diving deeper into his numbers is that he was phenomenal on long yardage you know he was yep. seven you know seven for nine uh, for 212 yards or three touchdowns and a passer rating of 158.3 on downfield passes if you're looking at pass attempts that had 10 or more uh, air yards tied to them you know he was also you know, perfect eight for eight for 155 yards and two touchdowns, you know, on play action passes. So when you look at that production and if you look at this matchup against the Colts, I think this will be the game for where, you know, we see the Matthew Stafford in the statistical production, you know, that has been hyped up, you know, all, you know, off season. He was yeah. as advertised. It's everything mm-hmm. that the Rams wanted. Yeah. I guess f- as far as a quarterback that you're sitting, 
who who enters your mind first? Uh, yeah, I think one for me. I'm gonna be fading. It's gonna be Tua. Um, although he played New England Patriots last week, which are a great defense, he has another tough matchup this week against the Buffalo Bills. Look, the Bills are legit. They held the Pittsburgh Steelers to 54 yards total offense in the first half and just 252 as a team. And that's a team that is absolutely stacked at virtually all positions on the offense. You do get Will Fuller back for Tua this week, but at the same time, this is a Will Fuller that hasn't played since November. And he's probably going to get coverage from Tredavious White, which you really don't like. Um, he's a shutdown corner, one of the top five in the NFL. For as good as Tua looked in week one, and I am, I have been on record of saying that I do believe in the season-long value and the and progression we will see out of Tua. I'm just not sure if I want to take that chance with him this week. The Bills only allowed the 14th fewest points to the quarterback position uh, through week one. So for me, I would be looking for another option of, outside of Tua. Yeah, no, I agree with you. You know, I do like Tua's uh, value, you know, rest of yeah. season, but, you know, the matchup is suboptimal. And you could say the same thing uh, for Kirk Cousins, you know, going up against the Arizona Cardinals defense. Now, I know Kirk Cousins was solid, you know, last week, regardless of when the production took place, you know, he still delivered because all the points count in fantasy. And he was someone that I know I recommended as a uh, streamer, like in Start, yep. Set, and, you know, those types of articles that we did last week, you know, Pro Football Network. But my biggest concern with this matchup against the Cardinals is really the Vikings offensive line. If you look back to last week, they really did let, uh, you know, let Cousins and this team down against Cincinnati. Now you've got a red hot Cardinals, you know, pass rush, you know, Chandler Jones, you know, just humiliating offensive linemen, running backs yeah. out there. And so I, I am concerned just given the Vikings like offensive line. So Cousins uh, was great last week, uh, but he's someone that I'm avoiding for this week. I know you want to add something. Go ahead, Tommy. No, I was going to say like Chandler Jones was absolutely incredible last week. I said the only hope you're going to have for for the Vikings and for Kirk Cousins if this game does turn into a shootout and they're mm-hmm. just in garbage time. But yeah, I'm kind of with you. It's it could be a very rough game especially mm-hmm. they're getting pressure because they're getting what Chandler Jones always wanted was he got someone on the other end with JJ Watt who's now mm-hmm. freeing him up and we just saw that with you know with five uh five sacks in week one and it's not like Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. is mobile to get out of the way of those sacks and get out of the pocket yeah he he's not the uh, not the most mobile quarterback mm-hmm. so all right so we covered quarterbacks you know start recommendation sit recommendation from both of us now moving on to the running back position uh, who's someone that you recommend to start uh, to listeners this week, Tommy? Yeah, one for me is going to be Melvin Gordon of the Denver Broncos. Um, I know we all love and are enamored with what uh, Javante Williams can bring to this Broncos offense. And last week, they pretty much saw a 50-50 split with Williams actually out carrying him 14-11. Uh, to 11. But Gordon did have 101 rushing yards, including that 70-yard touchdown towards the end of the game. It's going to be a split moving forward, uh, but at the same time, it's it's hard to ignore that the upside that Melvin Gordon can bring, especially in a week this week, we're going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who just allowed Mark Ingram to go for 85 yards and a touchdown. Granted, it took you know 26 carries to do that, but Melvin Gordon could be just as productive on a lot fewer carries, and I think both him and Javante Williams can have a good week. You know, the Jaguars were 30th against the running back last season and points allowed a 30.1 and allowed uh, 36.4 points over this weekend. They lost Jerry Judy, who we do, who he is going to be on IR. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick, Gordon Sutton all kind of uh, vamp up in this offense, kind of take a larger role with him out. But I think Melvin Gordon could be a guy who's absolutely startable this week. Solid RB2 against him in a very good matchup. Yeah, I know one running back that, that I'm really high on this week, you know, that disappointed fantasy managers last week is uh, Najee Harris. I know his statistical body of work at Alabama is very well documented. We don't have to touch on that. 
I would say despite the the poor performance, at least looking at the stat line, you know, there, there are some positives. You know, for one, I know he played, you know, all of the offensive snaps uh, for the Steelers. You know, he ended up, you know, with 17 touches. Uh, but when you look at the matchup, you know, that he had, uh, it, you know, it was a tough matchup. He was going against a pretty good defense uh, in his first, you know, NFL game. On top of that, you're looking at that game being on the road. So you look at this week, you know, going against uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. You know, it's obviously a run defense that can be exploited. I know we saw uh, some of that uh, where the Ravens and Tyson Williams, you know, was very, very productive against them. And obviously Harris is a, a much better talent, at least in my opinion, than Tyson Williams. So Harris is going to go boom, give fantasy managers the performance that they had hoped he would have had in week one. I would say as far as running backs that you're avoiding, Tommy, that you're like, hey, I want nothing to do with this running back for week two. Who comes to mind? Mike Davis with the Atlanta Falcons. Mm -hmm. uh, it, he didn't look great in week one. Total just 70, uh, 72 yards on 18 touches, which from an efficiency standpoint is kind of bad again just being objectively honest go and that was against the falcons who were um he finishes the rb30 with 10.2 points um in fantasy this week he takes on the Tampa buccaneers uh we all kind of saw what the Tampa buccaneers did if we were fading ezekiel elliott you're darn sure i'm going to be fading mike davis in this same matchup they allowed only 47 yards of rushing to elliott and pollard uh like i said both who are far better and more talented and it's just a better overall offense than what the Atlanta Falcons have. So for me, I will be absolutely fading uh, Mike Davis this week. He's a sit-in for me. Yeah, no, I agree with that. He's someone that I had on my list as well. But someone else uh, that's on my list is Las Vegas Raiders running back Josh Jacobs. Now That was my other one. Yeah, so I, I know what you, I, know, I know what you may be thinking. Yeah. You know, people that are listening, they're, they're like, well, Jacobs, you know, he scored two touchdowns like in a Monday night thriller. And, you know, if you needed some points from him, you were satisfied or pleased, you know, with the results. But, however, you know, he just had 10 carries for 34 yards. Another red flag, you know, going into this week, and it's been reported, you know, by Raiders beat writers, is that he's not completely healthy. He's got Kenyon Drake that's there, very capable, waiting in the wings. And he, even if you go into this matchup against the Steelers, you know, it's suboptimal, you know, with their front seven, but he's not going to be 100%. So you've got the risk of you know, Drake getting more touches and, you know, hopes not really the best strategy in fantasy. You don't want to hope that Jacobs gets a touchdown. So he's a player, again, that I would recommend that yeah. listeners avoid. So looking at wide receiver, let's move on to that position. Tommy, who do you recommend that listeners start this week? I'm going a little bit of, of a deep problem. Normally we kind of talk about the guys that would normally be kind of on the fringe in mm -hmm. normal weeks, this is going to be a little deeper. That's going to be Marquez Valdez-Scanling of the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Granted, like I'm, did the Green Bay Packers play last week? I don't personally think so. I've kind of used that <laughs> men in black flashy thingy, and I've, I've got that out of my head. So for me, this is the opening week of the Green Bay Packers. They're actually taking on the Detroit Lions, which is a matchup you absolutely love. But in all honesty, um, Valdez-Scanling had a better game than I think a lot of people realize. He actually mm -hmm. led the team in air yards with 102, which was double that of Devontae Adams at 51. He was also the highest targeted player on the Green Bay Packers last week, which, like I said in there, the game that I'm forgetting using air quotes, um, I think he could have an absolute <laughs> breakout uh, player. Uh, he's a breakout player for me, the wide receiver this week. He's going to be a star for me. The other one I would say would be Jarvis Landry. And yeah. I'm going to throw another one out there just because with uh, Odo Beckham Jr. out, mm -hmm. Jarvis Landry in the games he hasn't played averages 7.4 targets. 
5.3 receptions and 61 yards. Uh, last week, he finished as the wide receiver 17, both in 19.4 PPR points. Like we said, we know they're in a much better matchup this week going up against the Houston Texans, who just allowed a ton of yards to yes. receivers. So those would be my two this week would be Marquez Valdez-Scanling and Jarvis Landry. Yeah, one, one name that comes to mind for me as far as a recommendation is uh, Marquise Hollywood-Brown. Uh, you look back at last week, you know, he had a starting role. Uh, you know, amongst the Ravens receivers, you know, he has some support too with Sammy Watkins that's there. So uh, when you look at the matchup going against Kansas City, you know, that's going to be a track meet. You're going to have to score points, throw the ball, you know, to be competitive. So I think it looks like a, another, you know, solid, solid night. Uh, you know, for Brown, I think with a really good chance to uh, get another touchdown. So, you know, I really like the matchup and really like uh, Marquise Brown this week. So the one move, thing I'll say yeah. about Marquise Brown mm-hmm. is keep track of his uh, practice board because he's been a d- uh, do not practice uh, mm-hmm. for the past two ones dealing with an ankle injury. So I would just say yeah. keep an eye uh, with him in terms of the injury report. So I, I completely agree with you. If he's going to be on the field, yeah. you absolutely love that play. Yeah, and just that's a good point, Tommy. You think back with OBJ uh, last week for where you kind of have vibes that he's going to play, but then they pull the yep. rug out from under you. So that's a really good point. You know, keep uh, you know keep that in mind. I would just throw out another one real quick in case if Brown isn't active. I would be Nelson Aguilar. You know, Patriots wide receiver going against the Jets. I think that's another good matchup where you could rely on Nelson Aguilar really as a solid wide receiver three or flex option. Uh, with upside so tommy as far as wide receivers that you're avoiding that you recommend to sit you know who you who do you want to bring up one for me it's actually a weird because it's a guy who i was very high on last year and i I thought he'd have a very good start to this year too it's actually russell gage of the atlanta falcons um kind of going back and targeting that same Tim Bay buccaneers matchup gage like i said he was a hundred uh target receiver last year actually had 109 did not look great in week one like we said he gets the Tim Bay buccaneers Uh, it's Granted, we saw the Dallas Cowboys have phenomenal success, but none, no one of us are going to say that Matt Ryan is equal to Dak Prescott, and mm-hmm. we're sure not going to say that uh, Russell Gage is equal to whether it be CeeDee Lamb and Mari Cooper, even Michael Gallup um, at this point. So as much as I do like Russell Gage from a season-long aspect, I would be looking to move to try to play someone else other than Russell Gage this week. No, I like it. Now, I was thinking about our previous podcast where I mentioned uh, DJ Moore. So I will speak positively about DJ Moore because one of my recommended sits for this week would be Robbie Anderson. So that's my other one. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. Two, I guess now. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 aligned here. So my biggest concern, um, you know, is with the Saints uh, pass rush and their secondary, where you've got Sam Darnold that's there. So I really don't see them being able to consistently like attack. Uh, you know, that defense, uh, you know, on uh, vertically, you know, deep routes. And so I think this really sets up well for uh, for DJ Moore to really have a, a monster game, you know, high number of targets, receptions and yards. And if he gets a touchdown, that could really elevate uh, his status, you know, when you look at all the fantasy point production from week two. So I really like DJ Moore for this week. So I would fade uh, Robbie Anderson. So what, what do you think about that? Actually- I wanted Go to ahead. ask. I actually had one. I, I love the Robbie Anderson. Like I said he was literally yeah. on my list here of guys. <laughs> uh, guys that sick because, like I said, he had the one catch on three targets, uh, and that was even in a favorable matchup. Mm-hmm. We know the the Saints this one are a much more difficult matchup because, like I said, they literally just erase an entire week of the Green Bay Packers. Like we said, I'm not. I'm choosing to not believe that week even happened. Yeah. Uh, I think the one that everyone's going to be wondering about is going to be Brandon Ayuk um, and mm-hmm. what to do with him. Quite frankly, I have hardly any idea myself even what to do with Brandon Ayuk because you oh, keep yeah. getting different you get different reasons because it was either health and they're okay well now we gotta try to outperform the guys behind him 
And then it was Trent Sherfield was just playing so much better. They had to sit him. He's looking rusty. That's the amount of excuses we're hearing in terms of Brandon Ayuk's performance in week one just has me, as much as I love the talent, like I'm very nervous to try to play Brandon mm-hmm. Ayuk this week. Like he almost yes. is a guy that like I could very easily sit. If you have a guy that's in the same tier as yeah. Brandon Ayuk, I'd probably choose the other guy. I'm yeah. fully aware mm-hmm. that that might blow up in my face and you might have a fantastic week. And that's fine because I'll take the positive side of that and say, okay, mm-hmm. then I have a great wide receiver moving forward. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just deal with it for one week. I'm just not. I think it's one of those ones where I probably would leave him on my bench if I had someone that was a, a comparable mm-hmm. matchup. Yeah, just take a wait-and-see approach because you, you definitely yeah. don't want the, the donut on your roster where you can look and see on your bench where someone's going boom. So it really comes down to how much risk that you can take. Uh, you know, with your lineup, you know, for this week, you know, depending on the format and uh, how deep it is. So moving on to tight ends uh, for start for this week. I know one name that keeps screaming at me, which I will discuss now, is Noah Fan. We all know the Broncos will be without Jerry Judy for a while. Uh, Cortland Sutton, you know, is he fully healthy? You know, he obviously needs to step up. I know we talked a lot about Tim Patrick, you know, someone that we're really high on. But when you... Mm-hmm. Think about the situation, and then with Teddy Bridgewater, I think really the biggest bump in production is going to come from Noah Fant. Uh, I know he had uh, eight targets, uh, six receptions, 62 yards uh, last week. Then you've got the Jaguars defense that he's going up against, and and I believe that he can thrive. So he could finish easily, you know, as a uh, tight end one this week. And depending on how the matchup goes, he could even push to be the top tight end for this week, in my opinion. I mean, I guess we're going to go three for three because that was (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> that was the guy I was going for. Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. I absolutely love Noah Fan. There's no denying the talent that he has. He's one of the most athletic tight ends in, tight ends in the game. We've known him since he came out of college. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this offense, like when you look at the target share that he got in this game, knowing the matchup, it's he has a chance, like you said, absolutely be one of the top tight ends, if not the top tight end this week. It's mm-hmm. for me, it's just the Denver Broncos. I, we've talked about it in a written form this week, and now it's in video. Like we we mm-hmm. love the Denver Broncos uh, this week overall, just this matchup. So you've got any of those guys. Just get him in your lineup however you can. And that even includes Teddy Bridgewater. It's funny because um, just thinking back that, you know, we're, we're, you must be in my head or something, Tommy, with us being <laughs> uh, being like aligned on Noah Fan. I'm like, you know, mind blown thinking of that uh, that gif or that meme. So as far as a sit, uh, who do you want to sit for this week at tight end? I almost feel bad doing this because he was the one I targeted last week. <laughs> but I'm kind of going back to the well. And it's going to be Mike Gazeki of the Miami <laughs> Dolphins. Um Grant, he was a tight end seven last year, and he was a fantastic player, 700 yards and six touchdowns. But what happened in week one? Uh, he went catchless on two targets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in week two, they take on a Bills defense that just allowed only one catch and 19 yards to the Steelers combo of Eric Ebron and Pat Fryermuth. Um, we talk about the return of um, Will Fuller. And mm-hmm. while that might not be you know, very advantageous, like for fantasy, I think it was that we kind of talk about he's a bit of a fade this week. It muddies the depth chart and the passing volume of the Miami Dolphins from a NFL standpoint. Um, it's going to be a, a jam-packed offense, and two is going to have to try to distribute this ball to, you know, Will Fuller, Devontae Parker, um, Jalen Waddle, and uh, Mike Ezekiel. So I'm just not sure about the volume that's going to be going around in a, in a diff- like I said, a difficult matchup. We can talk about the, the Buffalo Bills and how good they are defensively when we talk about two. So for me, it's Mike Ezekiel is going to be another tight end I'm probably going to be fading this week. Yeah, for me, uh, one name that comes to mind is uh, Zach Ertz. Uh, I know he's dealing with some injuries. You know, he's banged up. Uh, You look at Dallas Goddard, who I think has better rapport, in my opinion, with Jalen Hurts. 
And he's been productive whether Zach Ertz has been in the lineup or he has not. And so I could see the Eagles leaning a lot more on uh, on Goddard this week. And so I would just fade uh, Zach Ertz. Yeah. I think one more for me was to be like, I know everyone loved the playing Juwan Johnson last week. And he was kind of yeah. like that, that favorite play. But don't get too cute. Um, look at the Adam Troutman. Look at his target share mm-hmm. and everything else like that. And I, I would not get too cute and try to play Juwan Johnson and try to think you're going to catch lightning in a bottle. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, again, that was someone else that was uh, that was on my list as well. So, no, really good stuff as always, Tommy. So that will do it, you know, for this episode of In the Mood for Fantasy Football. Now, for your week two games, make sure you check out DraftKings. Bet $1, get $200 in free bets on any NFL game during week two. Also, please remember to rate and review the podcast on iTunes and, of course, subscribe. For Tommy Garrett, I'm Eric Moody. Thanks for listening, and check out all the great fantasy football content over at Pro Football Network.